You're listening to Radigan's Rockcast, a series focused on talking about music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even current. Now, here's your host, Tom Radigan. What is going on, guys? Welcome to Radigan's Rockcast. I am, of course, your host, Tom Radigan. Thank you whether you are listening to this on WMYO, Amazon, Spotify, Castos, wherever you are on, I am glad you are on. Now, let's begin and talk about Wham! Okay. Alright, now that we got the Deadpool joke out of the way, let's talk about Wham! and George Michael. So Wham! was a, a duo in the 1980s. Uh, you know, of course, it was Andrew Ridgely and George Michael. Nobody really knew who Andrew Ridgely was. Um, but George Michael was the really like the heart and soul of Wham! And, uh, you know, of course, then ended up becoming having a successful solo career and all that. And for today, I decided that I wanted to do, like the Hall & Oates video, like a playlist uh you know, in all that sense, for this uh, other podcast episode. Now, almost kind of like, um, you know, how I was saying in, in the Hall & Oates episode that, you know, people will be like, oh, you listen to Hall & Oates and all that stuff? It's almost kind of like with that, like with, with George Michael or Wham, you know? Because, you know, it's like, like people might be like, oh, you listen to Wham? You like Wham? Or you like George Michael? Like, and all that. And, you know, and I say, yeah, I do. Because uh, the funniest thing is, so, uh, what you call it? Uh... My mom, you know, like, always, like, kind of, like, always joked about Wham! And the same with my father, you know. They never really took them seriously in all that sense. And even, like, you know, like, my mom wasn't a huge George Michael fan. My aunt was a, a big George Michael fan. But, uh, you know, so, um, I was, like, in middle school, I never really wanted to listen or really get into their music. Because I didn't want to, like, feel it and like it and then have to be embarrassed I listened to it almost like how you know in middle school you had to be embarrassed you you didn't want to admit that you liked one direction because you thought other guys would make fun of you and all that sounds but you know I think it's like that you know that little kid feeling like you know wanting to fit in you know I think it's like that thing of everything else you know wanting to, to look cool or just wanting to fit in so, into society and apparently you know it's like guys don't think this is cool and all that sense but you know you have to realize you know you have to be like screw that it doesn't matter and all that sense if you like it you like it and all that sense and that's what you know you see later on uh and even it's funny like how i make the one direction because i i actually do uh kind of uh, compare i think one direction to uh wham in the senses because you know one Direction was this kind of, this group that were, were doing, you know, they were doing, like, kind of these cookie-cutter pop stuff that weren't, you know, um, as sophisticated. And then, you know, Harry Styles, of course, was kind of seen as, I think, you know, the star of the group. I mean, the others, I think, were also had their talents and all that stuff. But I think Harry Styles was really seen as, like, the star, kind of, in all that sense. And then when he ended up uh, uh, creating his um, his solo album, his first solo album, uh, you know, he kind of, like, was able to uh, become more of a... Of a star and people could take him seriously as an artist and that's kind of how i see george michael with wham because wham is kind of you know they do have kind of more like uh you know popish stuff uh with their songs and then you know once he was able to break it uh as a solo artist with his album faith which we will talk about uh you know uh then he was able to you know get rid of that uh you know pop status and you know people can take him seriously as an artist so it's we're almost we're almost marking on the fifth anniversary of his death he died on christmas day of 2016 um sadly there's sad irony in there with this the wham song last christmas uh and all that um and yeah and it was the same year we lost david bowie it was the same year we lost prince and you know that was the time i felt like 
I should get into his catalog and see uh, some of uh, what George Michael's uh, music, you know, had to offer in the world. And, you know, this is when I was like, because like I said, I didn't really, you know, listen to his music that much because I thought, you know, it seemed like, you know, I heard Wake Me Up For Go, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. I always thought it was catchy, but, you know, I did think it was kind of, you know, a little lame in a sense. Um, but, you know, um, then I was able, but, you know, I was able to take him serious as an artist because I realized that even in the days of Wham!, he was the one that was doing everything. He was the songwriter, the uh, the lead singer. He played an instrument on it, and he produced it. You know, that that is that is an artist you have to, to take into account. That is an artist that you have to credit. That's not just you know one pop person just having a bunch of songwriters write stuff for you. You know, he was you know like p people take people seriously like Michael Jackson, Madonna, and Prince because they were songwriters in all sense. And you know George Michael was in that category too as one of the biggest artists in the 80s too. You know, he was he he, he was up there and he had that fame too like as Michael that Michael Jackson and Madonna had. But you know, unlike Michael Jackson and Madonna, they did write their own songs, yes, but they did also have a team of songwriters in all sense. George Michael really there's no really song that he didn't, you know, that was a hit that he didn't write, you know. Um and like that's like the same with like Prince. So I I kind of put them on in the same category in that sense. Uh you know, um but you know, yeah, and it's just like it's such interesting stuff that he he put, you know, you know, he put out early on. So Without further ado, I like I did for Hollow Notes a playlist. I'm gonna do a playlist for George Michael and Wham. Okay, I, I had to do that again. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like you know, now we got the other Deadpool joke out of the way. I promise I won't reference Deadpool anymore. I promise that. I make promises. I will never reference Deadpool in this edition again. Okay, so we to start off this playlist we'll have uh their a uh, wham's first uh you know kind of big hit well it was on their first album but um i was gonna i was debating if i should go with bad boys or wham rap and i thought bad boys would be better wham rap honestly thinking about it last night was just it, it, it's too much of well i listened to the song i thought it's sort of like an interesting song but it's just it's so corny it's so catchy it's you're listening to George Michael rap, and as much as a, a good singer, George Michael is, yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, board at for for people who want because the the idea of these playlists are for people to listen to and see who they are. If they don't know who Wham or George Michael are, then they can listen to this. And I just don't think that happened. That is the first song gives a good idea at all to what they do. But, um, you know, the funniest thing is because Andrew Ridgely, like, kind of, like, is known as, like, kind of not really doing that much with the group. And so in, in a music video like Wham Rap and the song Bad Boys that we're, we're going to talk about, you know, he's not doing, like, in the music videos, it's like, he's just there. You know, he, like, George Michael is doing all the work, and he's just, you know... When they do dance moves, he's just standing there like an idiot, like you know, like 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 a confused kid. Honestly, it it, it it's weird, like you know, all sense when he's standing there and like you know, and George Michael's doing all the singing. It's it's so strange. It's like he's like a mime and all that sense. It's it's weird, but um, Bad Boys I felt like was a great way to start off the playlist because it you know goes off more about um you know it's kind of like you know. Like I said, Wham did, you know, even though George Michael did, uh, was, you know, the soul and, you know, did a lot of the, you know, was the backbone behind the group, uh, you know, they, they did have some songs that were a little bit corny and not 
so serious but you know it worked well and this is kind of like you could tell this is kind of like an anthem with him i guess you know not feeling that he fit in and all that sense so it's like you know this kind of like you know i mean you know like people like looking tough when they're not really tough you know and all that sense almost like maybe like a michael jackson bad kind of thing you know and it's like you know a bad boy stick together i mean the uh, you know the production on it is pretty good i mean it, it's a it's a catchy tune um you know i do like the line like dear mama you had plans for me i was your only son and then like um i'm 19 as you see i'm handsome tall and strong like that that like i, I feel like that's such a, a funny a line and i think it's just um you know shows a lot of um uh, you know um uh, you know, uh, parent, you know, uh, kid rebellion and all that, you know? Um, and, you know, of just, you know, sticking with the wrong path, doing the wrong things, um, you know? And, you know, just, you know, going on your own path and not going on the path that your parents want for you and all that. Um, so, coming at number two, we've got uh, Club Tropicana, which is, I've always loved this song. I, I And I listen to this song when it's a hot summer day, when I'm, you know, swimming in the pool. You know, it's got it's got that, like, I, I, love, I love the beat to it, too, and I love how it starts off, too. And, um, it's, 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 it's a very good party song. Uh, there's a music video for it, too. Uh, you know, um, but, um, yeah, like, the, the, like, the harmonies, too, especially at the end are good. Um, I feel like these two songs are good to, like, just start off who Wham are. It was their beginning, you know, it was, it was their, like, kind of, like, people were still trying to figure out who they were. Uh, these songs came out in, like, uh, 1983. I think they were recorded from the years of, like, 1982 to 83 and all that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, no. So, um, then we're gonna be talking, so now we go into, uh, the songs that kind of made them, like, a big group on the planet, which was, um, the album Make It Big, and, um, yeah, no, so, uh, Make It Big had songs like Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, Freedom, uh, Everything She Wants, and the famous Careless Whisper, so we're gonna, so we're starting off, I decided to start the playlist off, uh, with that songs, uh, cause we have, uh, Bad Boys and Club Tropicana, for number three, we've got Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Now, I first heard this song when I was in camp when I was seven years old. There was this thing called the Variety Show, which was funny because everybody did the same. Every camp group did the same exact thing, which was a dance routine. That's all it was. There was no Variety Show. But anyway, uh, regard, uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, <laughs> um, you know, they, the one year, uh, the camp counselors decided to pick the routine of Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And we were supposed to dance to that song. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I never, you know, like, I mean, that was the first time I really heard of who Wham was and all that stuff. And I knew, I knew who, um, what you would call it, like, I sort of knew who George Michael was because there was a song that would come on the radio of the, um, which I'm not going to talk about yet because I, I feel like that's a little bit better for the end. There was one song I heard of him on the radio and all that stuff. I knew who he was, but I didn't know that that was, the, that was him. And when I told my parents about that song, they were just like, oh, like, you know, it's like, like, yeah, my mom's like, oh, your dad hates that song. And I didn't know it was, and they didn't tell me it was like George Michael or anything. Uh, and that was the same with, um, you know, like when I heard Last Christmas, I liked it. I didn't know that that was him too. And I didn't know it was the same guy who did Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. And then it turns out they were both George Michael. Um, you know, and all that. Uh, I found out later on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, I've always, like, kind of saw this song as, like, a funny song just to listen to 
to laugh with, but it is actually a really catchy song. And, you know, of course, it's like, you know, it's got corny lyrics and, you know, um, but it, it's, it's, it's just such a fun jam and all that stuff and just a fun song to, like, you know, even just dance to in a sense. And, like, you know, like the horn section, like the bum, 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 da, 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 like just a very happy, bum, 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 yeah, 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 it, it, and then, like, you know, like the, the long line of jitterbug, yeah. I mean, like, having that, tra trying to have that, like, 50s style in that. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it works well. I think George Michael just, yeah, I think he carries the song pretty well with his voice and all that. Um, and, you know, it's it's got that 80s corny pop production to it. But, you know, um, the one thing that you can give credit for is that George Michael was the one that created the whole thing, you know, in all the sense. But, um, so, we go to, okay, so we have that song. So now we got the, that kind of song out of the way. Then we go into uh, Freedom, which I actually think is, uh, you know, not corny at all in a sense. Um, you know, it's still got that 80s pop vibe to it. But what I can tell about this song is that I just feel like you could hear the lyrics. You know, George Michael just pours out with lyrics in the song. Like, you know, he it's like he's writing, you know, it's just there's like I love what he's saying in the song. Like, I love like how the lyrics just flow naturally. And it's like it's almost like he's writing this like, you know, this piece of art that, you know, defines him. And I just, I love the song. I just, like, it's so, like, the lyrics are great. I just, like, everything about it. Um, you know, even how it, the intro starts with it. It's just, it works pretty well. Uh, and I, I, I think it's, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's a great Wham song, honestly. And, um, yeah, so now uh, coming at uh, number five, we've got uh, Careless Whisper. Now, I didn't include the album version because the album version apparently um, extends the song. And I've listened to that, and I just feel the uh, the version that, you know, everybody knows pretty well to start that starts off with the sax solo and all that, you know, the famous sax riff and all that. Uh, you know, um, like, I just thought that that was better to, like, kind of go over and all that sense. Um, so, uh, that was a song, of course, on Make It Big as well. Uh, it's funny how that is actually, you know, credited to just George Michael. And the funniest thing about that is because out of all the Wham! songs, they all, the songwriting credit is just George Michael. But this is the only really big hit song that's credited to like, Andrew Ridgely, you know, in all sense, which is really kind of funny because, you know, it's like, and this is, and yet this was considered a solo song, and this is, like, his only really, like, writing credit you see because it's, like, on, like, yeah, like, on, oh, yeah, okay, I'm mistaken. He also is credited on Club Tropicana, too, uh, in all that sense. Uh, that, but that's, like, one of the only other songs he's really credited on, um, and, and Wham Rap, in a sense, but, you know, like I said, Wham Rap, you know. That's not a song that I would recommend if you are trying to get into Wham and really listen to them. Um, but, yeah, no, um, but this, uh, but Careless Whisper, um, you know, I think, um, is a great, great song in a sense because it, um, you know, it has, like, stuff about, you know, of course, you know, wanting forgiveness after cheating all in a sense, but the sax solo works well, um, you know, George Michael's voice works well. Um, I actually just had to I just actually uh, used this song as an example for a class project because I'm in uh, communication theories, and I'm going over. I was going over the theory of dramatization uh, by Kenneth Burke, and I was talking about how this is an example of mortification, which is, um, you know, um, accepting guilt and you know asking for forgiveness and all that sense. Because this is what that song has, um, and um, 
you know, the one thing I love with the lyrics is, yeah, it's like, um, you know, like, like the lyrics work well, kind of a symbolic, you know, as a guilty feet, got no rhythm. I'm never going to dance again the way I dance with you. But one of my favorite parts of the song is the sax, like after the sax solo, um, you know, we get into, um, you know, where, you know, George Michael just really pours his heart out with like the lines like tonight, the music seems so loud and the way he sings it. It's just like, it's the best part of the song. I think the way he just, you know, like he really just like, you know, no pun intended, whams out that song, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that, so that works pretty well. And, uh, coming at number six, which I think is, you know, like, is another serious song like Carol's Whisper has more sophistication uh, too is Everything She Wants I think this might be one of the best Wham songs uh, when you look at a list of George Michael and Wham songs this actually comes at number 3 um, at, like, on Watch Mojo and uh, Everything She Wants is a very cause it's, a, it's, a, it's a song about you know a young married couple and realizing that maybe marriage isn't you know they thought of marriage too soon in all that sense um you know, um, it's and it's it's an interesting tune. Um, you know, uh, I th I think it's a great. I think it's a. I think it works pretty well about talking about marriage and all that. Um, you know, everything she wants, everything she sees. You know, uh, they told mar me marriage was a give and take. Um, if my best wasn't good enough, then why couldn't it be good enough for two? Um, but you know, um, I like that. I love the um, what do you call it? Uh, like his like his vocal stretches that he does uh in the song which is pretty good and like i said like you know it's so andrew ridley in the videos are is so weird on camera like and especially like how they had him like you know for instance the music video is them doing a lot it's showing their live performance and then it's like has like kind of like a fade in with their faces and when you know he's george michael does that vocal stretch you see andrew ridley like lip syncing that which i don't think he was on that in all that sense. I don't know what backing vocals he did or provided to the songs. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know what really he did provide uh, to any of the, the Wham songs, honestly. Um, you know, in all that sense, really. Besides, I mean, of course, having a co-writing credit to Club Travacana and Carol's Whisper, you know. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I know apparently he played guitar on it, but, you know, I, I don't know. But, um, but yeah, no, um, so, yeah, and oh, oh, and another thing I like to mention with that is on the playlist, I don't have it from the album because I feel like they don't, in, the album doesn't include the extended version of the song because there's a, a part, there's a, I think was it the bridge or just like, yeah, yeah like there's a bridge, ver there's a version in the bridge kind of that goes in like, uh, which I love in the line, it's how can you settle for a boy like me when all I could see was the end of the week. And I just loved that, I love that line so much and it's not in the original song. Um, yeah, and and it, and it's just, it's so great. It, like, it works, it works so, so perfectly. Uh, you, you know, um, so like, that's, that's why I wanted to include that version. Um, and all that. Um, and yeah, so definitely, it's one of the songs I highly recommend from Wham. And now we're coming on to uh, their songs, Last Chris so Last Christmas, which I think is a great uh, song to listen to around the holidays and all that, um, you know, as we are approaching this season. Uh, and uh, just very catchy, very, you know, um, you know, uh, just... Just it's got a good beat, um, you, you know, I, like like his voice is great. Uh, I like the piano work on it. Um, you know, um, 
he really like could really do a good job at you know like really showing uh, the range of his voice, and I think he he does a really good job at that uh, here. Um, and of course, you know, listen to Last Christmas his version, not the Taylor Swift version. Um, you know, because there's a lot of you know co- other covers of this song because it's, it's it's become like a Christmas classic. Uh, and I, I as a kid, I always loved this song. I always thought this was one of my, this was one of my favorite Christmas songs to listen to in the radio. But I listened to it all the time, and it was before I knew that George Michael did it. Um, you know, and all that. And uh, yeah, no. So uh, that song, and then um, the last song we have from Wham on this on this list, which is I'm Your Man. And it's, oh, this this is another, you know, great bop, you know? It's just, uh, yeah, like, call me good, call me bad. Like, it's just, oh, yeah. And in the, in the course, if you're going to do it, do it right. Like, it just, it works so well in this song. And, you know, like, the sax solo, you know, like, everything in it, like, the sax solo just, like, is very, the sax solo is very sexy. Just the whole song has, you know, just the, that great, you know, kind of, you know, juicy sound, you know, in a sense. Um, and it works pretty well. And uh, there's actually a funny clip uh, when, before James Corden had the, uh, yeah, the Late Late Show uh, on CBS, he was, of course, a comic, a, a, a comic in Britain. And there was a comic relief uh, performance in 2011. And he does this cameo appearance with George Michael. George Michael saying, can I come to comic relief? And they end up, you know, jamming in the car to uh, I'm Your Man. And that's actually how, um, you know, it, like Carpool Karaoke started on his sh- on the show, uh, on the Late Late Show and all that. Uh, which, that was like one of the first, like, kind of creations of that uh, kind of Carpool Karaoke. Um, which I thought would, was an interesting story to mention about uh, with George Michael and all that um, and um, there's actually I think a performance of them for their last performance where they are performing the song I think Elton John is in like some kind of, it looks like Elton John in a bunny outfit and they just keep you know singing the, la- the chorus like if you're gonna do it do it right and I think yeah the chorus is just so catchy too so it works pretty well in this song um, you know we're seeing really more of uh, the change in George Michael's music of how he just really can go and really, you know, lead, um, just really become really sophisticated, um, and all that, so I think that, that this song, uh, for that works pretty well, um, and yeah, no, um, and so, you know, once Wham broke up, you know, George Michael was already sort of, uh, kind of, you know, becoming, you know, a star in himself without really the Wham identity, you know, I mean, he was already, in 1984, he was on, uh, the thing for, uh, you know, a Live Aid, which was, uh, you know, Let Them Know It's Christmas Time, um, he, he, he was on that, um, and, uh, he was on that song, he, he sings, like, the third verse, um, and, uh, he was also, he played with Elton John, uh, he was on, uh, the Elton John song, Rapper Up, and he even did do it with Aretha Franklin, but then in 1987, he released his, R&B, you know, soul album, you know, like this, you know, pop album, which was Faith. And this was kind of the album that made him a superstar in a sense that, you know, like kind of, like made his fame even higher than he already was. It showed that he didn't need Wham. It showed that he didn't have to please the critics and all that sense. Because in this, you know, like, you know, he would get a lot of criticism for his music. And in this one, he, he just, you know, he's basically like, you know, screw it, you know? And, you know, just giving them all the middle finger, really, in, in, the, in these songs. And the album 
album, like, these songs have such great production, too. Like, and, and also, too, like I say, you know, like, there are some songs that have more extended versions with, like, instrumental tracks and all that. And, um, Faith, you know, the song Faith itself, uh, which I want to talk about, which I have that as, um, you know, how I start off the uh, Faith years and the George Michael years is with that song. Um, because it's more of a two-minute bop that has, uh, you know, kind of that rockabilly style. Uh, you know, in the music video, it's got that Elvis Presley kind of look of playing with the guitar. Uh, and But it starts off with a, you know, um, an organ solo of Freedom. And uh, then it goes into the song. And it just, it, it, it works pretty well. And um, the, the thing about the album was, apparently, like, I remember uh, seeing something that Mariah Carey said that, um, you know, Everybody in high school had that album. The people that were in the R&B, the people that were in the pop, the people that were like even getting the hip hop. You know, everybody shared had that album. Like apparently, like the people who were the people who were rock and roll addicts. You know, loved it, like were into that album, um, and all that stuff. And yeah, it showed George Michael to be even more of a serious musician than he was in Wham. And just shown that like you know songs like um, you know Careless Whisper Everything She Wants and I'm Your Man even last Christmas kind of, you know, we're showing uh, just how much uh, George Michael can do with his songwriting and all that. But these songs really kind of, like on Faith, really put it at the next level and like really proved what he could do. And some of these songs like I, I Love, which is, uh, you know, I was debating with this song either if I put on Monkey or Father Figure, but after listening to Monkey, like Wham Rap, I get, I just get tired of it. I find it corny and all that stuff, and just like you know, just to I don't know, you know. I think Father Figure uh, sets a better example of who George Michael is, and for a playlist of people who want to figure out who George Michael is, and um, you know, uh, Father Figure comes off very slow in all that sense. Uh, you know, just has like you know lyrics about sex and all that sense, and you know, just in the chorus works well. Uh, the production's pretty good in the sense, you know. Um, I think I think it it works pretty well in that sense. I mean, the production has that eighties quality, but I think like it doesn't really bother me when I listen to the to it. And then so coming up to you know how I talked about how it's a lot about sex. What's the other great thing title for a song about sex called "I Want Your Sex"? Yeah, and it's just like. This is a song that also has, like, that sexual vibe, uh, you know, very, you know, like, sexy kind of uh, guitar playing on it, like, kind of, like, all those guitar, guitar licks and all that, that, like, and all the music is just supposed to have that kind of vibe. Um, I just, I love, like, especially at the end where he goes, like, what's your definition of a dirty baby? What do you consider pornography? It's just, and then, of course, and then the part two of that song is just this whole instrumental uh, part after that's really, like, this nice you know just like this almost kind of like yeah just really just taking inspiration from other artists uh for the past years and all that and it works pretty well in this um and then uh to end uh you know the main playlist of this i put decided to put freedom 90 now it's called freedom 90 uh to not get confusion with uh the wham song freedom uh and all that and um this song is kind of going over um you know kind of George Michael's, you know, um, you know, like, the, the kind of the criticisms of him in the media and just of who he was and, like, kind of, you know, questioning his sexu sexuality because, you know, he was known, uh, you know, even 
in the late 80s, even in Faith, kind of, he's being more serious with that stuff, showing his sex of, like, you know, people wonder, is he gay, is he straight, and, you know, he just didn't give a damn, honestly, and it, it didn't matter, you know, like, really, like, he was just showing it didn't matter, and, you know, he, he, he questions it, and around this time, I think he was able to, he was starting to realize that he was gay, and all that stuff, and all that, and he fell in love with a man, uh, and he was saying, that, like, you know, how he realized that, um, you know, he was gay it was when he you know fell in love with a man for the first time and because you know um i think like the woman in the music video for faith he was apparently was his girlfriend or something well not for i want your sex was his girlfriend so it was like you know he was you know seen as this and the lyrics for freedom 90 work well with that like i was every little schoolgirl's pride a joy and i guess it wasn't that for me and just the lyrics work pretty well and there was an idea for how this music video would work but he was like he didn't want to be in it so we had all these supermodels uh sing these songs and they, they and for instance it featured like naomi campbell sydney crawford and they're just lip syncing the song and um it works pretty well. I, I've, I've always loved it. And it might sound a little preach. It might have a little bit of that preachy vibe, but don't get confused with that because it works pretty well. And, you know, I think the thing about uh, a lot of George Michael songs that I've talked about on this playlist have a lot of transitions and twists in how uh, the music quality goes from, you know, like it might be soft and it might be fast or it might be, uh, you know, change in a different key and all that. And it all works pretty well in that. So that wraps up the, uh, those songs uh, that are on the list, those, those 12 songs. So I've got two more songs that I would consider bonus, and I consider them bonus because they're live songs. Uh, so coming at number 11, we've got uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Uh, which is the song, which is the first song actually that I got introduced to him by, which is uh, the Elton John song, of course, but it was the live version of this song, of them doing it together. And, you know, I mean, I think it's sort of, um, you know, like, I don't know, like, when I first heard it on the radio, I didn't know what to make of it. My mom always seemed like she was making fun of the song. And, I don't know, it's, it's you know, like, at first I, I didn't know, like, I don't know, I just, like, for some reason the quality of the song just bothered me, and I just, I never really wanted to listen to it. But, you know, later on when I ended up, you know, like, just, you know, just trying to see what it was, I realized this was a pretty cool song. And then after it became, like, you know, an, a big Elton John fan, I see how important this performance was to both George Michael and Elton John. Um, because, you know, of course, you know, Elton John was, of course, one of George Michael's idols in all sense and people that he looked up to in the music industry. And, um, you know, when they did, um, you know, this song together, like, you know, when Elton John comes out at the like, during the second verse, and, like, you know, it's just... And the, you know, the camaraderie between them and just, like, the connection with their voices works so well. And I think this was during a time that was, I think, painful for both. Or just, like, well, both, they were at, like, happy points in their life. George Michael was in love. Elton John finally got sober after 16 years and all that stuff. And, you know, it was one of his, like, you know, he was back. And it became a big hit in the UK and became number one and all that stuff. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I remember hearing it on the radio a lot and all that. And so for number 12, we've got another rock star type of thing he does, George Michael does, and he collaborates with, instead of this famous 70s rocker, Elton John, he collaborates with another famous 70s rock group, and that is Queen. 
1992, this was already uh, around the time after Freddie Mercury died in uh, the end of 91 due to uh, uh, AIDS and all that. And there was, uh, you know, a benefit concert that they played, or like, uh, yeah, they, they played this concert, like, to honor, you know, Freddie Mercury and all that stuff, and George Michael played for that, and he played with Queen and all that, and it was just this great performance, uh, you know, uh, and they, they do such a good job on it, you know, this song. Like, he, he, he really captures that Freddie Mercury vibe. It's just, it's so, it works so well, honestly. Like, it's just, it's so great, honestly. I mean, it really, there's, there's nothing else to say about it. Like, the performance that he does with them on it. And, like, you, you know, like, this is like, you know, and you've got the rest of the Queen lineup, too, you know, just minus Freddie Mercury. And just, like... He, he does a good job at, you know, capturing Mercury's voice and all that. And I think I think it's a, it's a great tune. I think it's a great uh, song that uh, ends this, uh, you know, this playlist. So I really appreciate you guys all for um, listening to this podcast and listening to this episode. Uh, the playlist will be on Amazon Music if you are interested um, in checking it out. Um, you just search up Tom Radigan and all that. Um, and you can find a George Michael playlist and all that. And yeah. I will see you guys next time.